All right. All right. the show it's a grand a grand party with me (sighs) a grand party hello welcome it is friday night in los angeles where we are recording in the cat garage in mid-city and this is a show where i have been doing this daily uh just great just getting on the old zencaster telephone line to uh to reconnect uh, with a friend and to just kind of uh, shoot the breeze for a while and and just talk. I am low energy Grant today. I am tired. I uh, did not have the best day in terms of let's call it productivity or whatever you want to call it, man. I spent way too much time in bed and had a hard time uh, getting up and around. Uh, I did scoop some cat poop. So (laughs) scooping the cat poop. We did do that. We uh, man, I don't know. But, uh, you know, the real reason for this podcast is to sort of lift the spirits through commiserating. Commiserating is my love language. Rambling is my love language and with me today is a is a is a dear good friend who uh i met through comedy in the open mic scene of los angeles now we're no longer well i'm not no i'm no longer physically close to anybody this is recorded in the time of social distancing as you know you know this you know um so you know i should also be upfront that there's uh very little professionalism with this podcast. There's no preparation <laughs> ahead of time, and there's uh, absolutely no editing afterwards either. So if you're releasing it, it means that both me and my friend have said, you know what, sure, fine, fine, we can release this. Who cares? There's uh, We're in the strong teens of uh, listeners. There's more than just, uh, uh, it might all be robots. Uh, it might all be people fishing for my uh, my information and my social security number, which is nine eight seven six five four three two one. That is my social security number. So if you want it, you can have my identity free of charge. Take my identity, please. Take my identity, please. <laughs> Got to get the timing right on that. Uh, so yeah, man, that's what this show is, and. Okay, so as I mentioned, my friend is, we're friends from comedy, but we're friends through life, man. We're friends through <sighs> through the shit, through the shit in the fire. He's got a, he's got, last I saw him, he had a great mustache. Andy, do you still have a great mustache? It's still there. It's still there. Be, rest assured. You. It's still there. God bless you. I'm thinking of, uh, of adopting your your look. I'm, I'm thinking about going down to just the mustache. I kind of just want to look like Mario is my life dream right now. Absolutely. You should do it. You think so? Yeah. I feel like I, <clears throat> I've i only ever aspired to be – I shouldn't say I only ever – like I I shouldn't say it dismissively. I sh- I'm trying to not dismiss my own dreams. 
mm. lately, but uh, <clears throat> I, I think I'm a good Luigi, you know? Mm. I think you're a good Mario too. I think, I, I think, uh, I think Luigi is the, why, why Luigi over Mario? Luigi seems like He's a taller. good choice. He's taller. Sure. You, know, you are taller I, than me. Think, so this works. I think that's, I think that's really all it is. And in, in the in Super Mario two, He's got that that jump in the air, and the you know he wiggles his feet a little when he jumps, and he, he's got the high jump, and I I don't know I just always like that. Yeah, green's a good color too. Green's yeah, a pretty green's, strong choice. Green's great. Also, you can wear a green hat without feeling like an asshole, but you can't wear a red hat and not feel like an asshole. Now. Oh yeah, no, not anymore, not these days. No Take more. a note, Mario. Get real. Yeah. Read Canceled. the room. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> I want red hats to be back from Mar- red hats should belong to Mario, not racist. But uh, right now, Mario's in that, you know, yeah, read the room. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe Mario, just wear the metal hat for a while. Yeah, <laughs> just or, or take the hat off. I don't know if it's. Yeah, let that let your hair down, Mario. Put yeah. your records on. Put it's your 20, records on. It's 2021, Mario. You don't have anybody to impress. You're not going out yeah. anyway. Your princess is in another <laughs> castle. Uh, still such a, still such a fun joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, why I, no, I, I kind of mean it too. of like, it's, it's like a, it's like the first example of trolling in video games is the super Mario brothers, your princess in another castle. You're like, okay. Cause I just remember yeah. the first time playing super Mario and whatever, the first time you beat that first Bowser level, you're like, okay, this is definitely the end of the video game. This was so hard to get here to world one four and then you're like but this isn't it no all right, all right no, surely got, the next one you got a lot more of this because i don't think i knew as a kid that there were eight eight worlds i don't think i ever reached the proper completion for a long long time well you didn't did you ever do the the you did the walk on the ceiling thing right you did the find the warp zones right i found the warp zones and i remember a, a neighbor friend uh staying up all night with me to to you to beat mario 2 oh, i think man. i beat mario 2 before i ever beat mario I, 1 I, I, so i'm with you on that I'm, i think i think 2 might have been the one i beat first then then what because i remember when we got one oh golly uh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh golly oh golly oh golly 35 years ago <laughs> We're the same age as Mario. We're oh Mario. God. We can at least feel some sort of generational. He's had a he's had a better go of things than uh, than we all have, I think. Although his life hasn't been that great either. It's it, you you know his life has been very repetitive. He's mm-hmm. constantly like looking backwards and recalling his greatest hits rather than like mm-hmm. moving forward. So I think Mario's a proper millennial. Yeah, well, and the Tanuki suit thing too is definitely. <laughs> That's very millennial. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to see sure. Gen X or even Gen Z in one of those. That's a very millennial thing. That's true. The uh, the like zip up. Um, what do you call those? Those. It's like it's like he's getting into footy pajamas to do his his Twitch streaming, baby. Yeah, yeah. But they're footy pajamas with like a fantasy to them. You know, there's yeah. like a there's a supernatural or or a anim- animism. You know, there's an animism to it. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not just for leisure wear. It's also to pretend to be something else, and yeah. thereby, you know, really manifesting and being something else. You're not. 
You He's know, a cosplayer. This reality perception. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's I, my fault. I Taylor and I, my partner Taylor and I were talking about this the other day about how, you know, you, you said that's trolling. That was the first example of trolling in video games. I think, you know, I, I, I was, we have the Switch and there's, you know, a bunch of the old Nintendo games on there, emulator style. Yeah, they are that's where I've been. Difficult. Like, they are I, so hard. I forgot how hard those games were. Like, I can play Evil Within now, or Evil Within 2 or something now, and, you know, Last of Us, whatever, I'll beat it. But, like, these games were, like, traumatically difficult. <laughs> they were. They honestly were. I mean, they had to, like, I guess they had to, like, increase the difficulty to increase the replayability. But it makes it really hard when you go back and you're like, I can't, but, like, this is... Yeah, it's so I, hard. I'm a 40 year old man. I'm an adult with like decades of video game experience, and I put in friggin' Kid Icarus, and mm. I can't get past the second level. And I'm like, what happened to us? <laughs> like, <laughs> as children, this was recreation. These were this, traumatic events that we were calling entertainment. It's maddening. <laughs> like, you can't. Oh, I, I do you did you ever play the this is my my favorite is the Friday the 13th game? Oh yeah, man. We rented that a couple of times from the video store, but uh that was always one that was just out of reach, but that game also Nobody. if I recall was like you're you're I I don't remember actually if you play as a counselor or if you play as Jason. You play as it's a rotating cast. You can switch among the ca- the the counselors are your lives essentially. Like there's a there's a finite number of counselors, and so you have a finite number of lives, and they each have different skills, and you switch between them. Um, yeah, it's it was one of those. Remember, like RPGs used to do that, and this yeah. is the first example I can think of. I mean, I'm sure Final Fantasy was earlier, but uh, but when you switch between the characters, and you know when they're all dead, you're dead. But do you remember the game? The, the game was very difficult, but the game over screen, the game over screen said. You and your friends are dead. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> I was nine years old. What? <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> that that was before. Also, that was before games had ratings. If they, it's hard yeah. to remember that there was such a time, but the, it was, but it didn't happen immediately. The games had like, uh the E for everybody. And even before there was E for everybody, they had like a different rating system. There was like GP general play. And then, or no, no, it was KA kids to adults or maybe it was shit. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I do. I do remember like scandals and controversies as a child. You know, I remember like the, uh, uh, I mean, obviously there's Mortal Kombat, but even before that, there was, uh, you know, Leisure Suit Larry. Right. And uh, Night Trap. Do you remember Night Trap? I remember it now through its reputation. And I remember, but I do actually remember it as a kid again, just sort of seeing it. Because wasn't that like a Sega CD game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was. I think it was Sega. Yeah, it was Sega CD. I remember some of those, like, I like I'd see them in the video game magazines and I would see them at the video store and always be sort of tantalized by it of like, Ooh, what is this, this yeah. forbidden fruit? Uh, and that, but it, it, Sega CD always like, the, it, it, you know, when you're a kid, 
every year seems to last forever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now, as you get older, the time, it just like, it goes faster <laughs> and faster. What happened to the last 10 yeah. years? I have no idea. Um, but as a kid, it's like, it lasts forever. And you just like thinking about, for me, it was like thinking about things like Sega CD all the time of like, man, Sega CD, that's the future of things. I got to get into Sega CD. Yeah. Always oh, man. being out of reach. You remember that was like, that was like the, you had one friend, right? Who had it. <laughs> I had one friend who had Sega CD and it was always the kid that had everything too. Right. It was mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. Sega CD was not democratized ever. Like it, it was one of those <laughs> things that remained, you know, like, cause you had the friend who, I don't know when you're four, four or five years old, who has, you know, both castle Grayskull and snake mountain. <laughs> uh, and that's the kid who had Sega CD and Sega CD was yeah. always like, it was, and that nobody really liked that kid. Mm-hmm. but that was well i don't know you know you actually that's not fair i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there are you know there are versions of that kid each each city has a chapter and each <laughs> you know chapter had one of the example of those kids that was like you know you empathize with him you understood and he and he wasn't an asshole and it, he was cool about his things um and maybe you got to you know play the sega city more often if, if that was the kid that you knew. Um, I never knew anyone who had a Sega CD. I, I do remember, though, having the original Nintendo and that for me that those neighbor kids that had like like they had the Nintendo and the Sega. And so seeing probably that's why Sonic made such a big impression on me as a kid is like, again, it was sort of like a remote thing at first. But then I grew up Catholic. And so after the first communion, you get like a little bit of money. And so then that went towards getting the Sega and the Sonic and then. Oh, man, I wonder if there's like a, I want to see the numbers on this on like, you know, <laughs> Catholicism and Sega. Like, is there a connection? Do you think so? I, I, well, I'll tell you, I didn't grow up Catholic. Um, so we were in Nintendo house. But now that I think about it, I think like most of the kids I knew that had Sega were Catholic. Hmm. I knew yeah. a, I knew a Seventh Day Adventist, and I can't remember if he had a Sega. I think he had a Sega as well. I want, yeah, I do want. Now that you, now that like we consider it, I do want to see the number. I want to see that breakdown. I want to see a graph that's that's the video games by the major religion. <laughs> the major that, that the kid was yeah. raised raised in. Yeah, yeah. What did did you grow up? Uh, Actually, where did you grow up? I don't know anything about where you grew up. I, I guess I sort of assume it was in Denver, but that's wrong. No, I yeah. Well, I mean, I went to high school in in the the Denver area, the suburbs of Denver, Lakewood. Okay. But I I I grew up. I was a kid in Iowa, and then New Jersey, and then Iowa again. Okay, I knew you had strong Iowa ties, but I, for some reason, I thought that came in at college. No, no, I I went to college in New Mexico. Okay. So you're all yeah, over the place. This is, yeah, this is crazy because I actually like <clears throat> we've known each, how long have we known each other? This is the nice thing about the podcast is because when we've when we've known each other for about 10 years, yeah. I would say, right? Yeah, like eight, yeah, it's it's got it's around 10. It's at least eight, uh probably more like nine and a half. <clears throat> I don't really remember. I, I associate like because I, I I moved to LA in 09, but then I started kind of trying to make friends by going to open mics in 2010 
And so I don't really remember exactly when I met everybody. I feel so like I, that's I when I would have met you. I feel like 2010, like maybe late 2010 is when I would have met you because I was doing, I started, oh my God. I started stand up in earnest in 2010. Like before that I had done it a few times, but it wasn't, you know, a thing that I was trying to do. And then in 2010, it was like, okay, I, I want to do this. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I, I do, I do remember the first time we really like talked. Do you? My memory yeah. is so shit. I would, when, when did, when was that? It was, was it? Hollywood hotel. Okay. That clocks. Uh, that that makes sense. I, we had met each other before, but I think that was the first time we like really like hung out. And it's cause I was super nervous. Uh, and I feel like we had a conversation about this at one point in the ensuing years. Uh, but you know, I was, I, I had my trajectory at that time was like doing bringer shows at the yeah. store Same. and like hanging around with that circle and, and, and I was doing mics and shit, but I wasn't like in with the alt crowd in -hmm. any way. And I, I like would, you know, of course you'd see each other, but you wouldn't really connect. And then, uh, I just didn't know what to do, but I didn't really want to be a part of that. The store scene, you know, same. I, I was doing the same thing. I, I, cause I, you know, they, I think they, they're basically they're predators. There's, 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 there's types of people that are like, Hey, I see you're just starting out. You know, you're pretty good. Why don't you? Yeah. Whoops. Why don't you come? Um, I don't know if I cut out for a second there. Yeah, you, you cut out for a second. Yeah, I don't know if that it makes it into the final pot. I got to keep moving my mouse so the. Uh, I don't know. So the. Oh, to keep your just... screen from. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. Well, um, it's but fine. yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's kind of like. It's kind of like a noir. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like the store scene and the club scene. I mean, it's really the store. It's way like flappers isn't really like that. Uh, I mean, it is, but it's like, who cares? It's in fucking Burbank, mm-hmm. uh, which not, I mean, I love Burbank, you know what I mean? But also fuck Burbank. Um, sure. I love Magnolia Boulevard. I love dark delicacies and yeah. creature feature, which RIP and blast from the past. And you know, the, um, what's it called? The Jesus, the occult shop that, uh, has the, museum exhibits in it all the time and i the sure. mystic museum mystic museum love it love all those uh but flappers it, it's the store the store it's like a fucking it's like a jim thompson novel it's <laughs> it is it's got such a noir vibe and yeah there's like predator personalities there and it's it just feels seedy and like an underbelly uh, i just felt like i got had with the bringer show stuff like i yeah. like I mean, the whole, the whole, it's, it's, it is literally, they're pitching to you a pyramid scheme. It's a multi-level marketing thing. Like, look, just bring 10 friends. Then they'll bring 10 friends. Everybody buys two drinks, pays for the parking. They're going to tell you, you did a great job because they're going to have to, to justify the money spent. And yeah, exactly. Pretty good compared to the other people, at least from their perspective. Well, that's like Uh, cult level brainwash. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like they're going to have to justify their night out to themselves because otherwise they will feel guilty about the money they've spent. And this is Los Angeles where guilt doesn't fly. So (laughs) (laughs) they're going to have to fucking tell themselves how great it was. They're going to have to gas you up about it. Everyone's going to believe it. It's all a lie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was fun though. You know, I don't know. It was fun. 
it was fun. But wait, what was the first time that we, we, we what were we talking about? We were talking about the bringer yeah, shows. So I think at this point you were, uh, you know, I had, I don't know how deep this runs, but I had like, I would equate you with like, you know, the, the alt guys that, you know, Jeff and Dave and, uh, uh, Eric and Alan and, mm. you know, Megan. And I would, I would see you in that crowd, but I felt like I wasn't, I don't know. This is, this is my whole thing. Like, that was just I, the Silver Lake lounge mic, really. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I felt super connected to anybody. I was constantly just like Well, that's the thing, right, to too, is eventually you realize like, oh, we all just go to the same mics. Like, right. And this is our social circle. But at the time, I was still like very anxious and very awkward and very like didn't really – never felt comfortable approaching people. Looking back on it, I wonder, like you say, like, I, I wonder if that, I mean, because I definitely felt that way. And then now as I think back, I'm like, oh, were those good times or was it just I was younger and like. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I have to lie to myself or I feel guilty about the years I wasted. Uh... <laughs> I already feel guilty about the years I wasted, but uh, but I'm just like, well, I because th- there was the exciting thing about like getting going about uh joining into a, like a social circle that starts at an open mic kind of thing is there is like oh dude it's <laughs> well yeah it's... there's a lot to unpack there there's, there's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the healthiest thing because it's it's like joining a reality show where you're like are are people here to make friends dude. or are they here to you know you don't know yeah. you're kind of swimming with sharks but also it's maybe just a bunch of guppies in shark costumes like mario in his tanuki suit so (laughs) (laughs) you don't really know yeah oh it's very it's very weird it's very complex it's kind of parasocial like there's there it's like a camp scenario or a school scenario or any social scenario where there's like a vague abstract notion of authority but we're Mm. on the ground level and it's and it's where we're we're in, we're in the mud, you know, we're in the pond together and we have to figure out what the order is (laughs) and where you fit into it and who is a monster and who is maybe not a monster, but sometimes does monstrous things. And, you know, there's a career, there are career implications. There are livelihood implications. There are, you know, there's the people that are just trying to fuck like (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's so much weirdness and there is no, like no one knows how to do it. It's not right. like a job where you go there and someone's like, Oh, well I'm Craig and I've been doing this the last seven years. So right. now I'm going to teach you and this is the way yeah. I do it, but you can kind of find your, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like literally it's, we all just have to find our own thing and there's no HR and there's no boss and there's, you know, cops sometimes and venue owners <laughs> but they're the only they're the only walls <laughs> yeah and you're just assuming you're or you know you're assuming that like the open mic host or something is the one that's sort of really in control about things until then you're hosting it yourself and you realize that oh no nobody knows yeah. anything we're yeah. all just making this shit up yeah it's like and this is all just to get drinks sold at the bar yeah. because the bar is otherwise not selling drinks yeah it's like an accelerated version of puberty yeah, where where yeah. it's like where you know that moment of realizing oh everybody's full of shit like all of these the grown-ups are full of shit there's nobody in charge 
Yeah. Uh, it, it's like that, but like, I don't know, smaller scale, but sped up. Uh, but yeah, no, the vent. Yeah. Oh my. And in LA in particular in LA where it's like the entertainment industry is so entrenched there that it's right. like it's culture and it's mindset and it's personality types have like infiltrated every other industry and every other, uh, you know, sub societal sect in that city. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. It's a mess, you know, and the venues don't give a shit. They're just like, if you sell drinks, your show's great. If you don't sell drinks, get the fuck out. Yeah. And Hollywood hotel was such a funny place too, because it's like you had like the sad trumpet in the background from the bartender who oh was like God. getting ready oh for like God. the, from Gus Dude, playing the Gust, sad trumpet. <laughs> Gus is, Gus is, Gus is oh, one Gust, of my right. favorite people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Uh, real, a real for, character. Solely for, solely for character reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like he's one of those guys that like, I didn't, you don't realize it at the time, but like, you know, five, 10 years down the road when you're telling people about it, you're yeah. like, what did he walk out of a Coen brothers movie? <laughs> I mean, it, it is like, and I do the same thing as you, by the way, of like, kind of viewing all these things through the prism of like, oh, it's like uh, 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 this novel or it's like a, this movie uh, kind of thing. Because it does yeah. it does have that like, I don't, uh, maybe that's just also being broken from being raised through media the, stuff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Nature of it. Everybody yeah. does sort of have their little like costuming and. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. I, I, I just sort of looked the part at the time it was 2010. So it was, uh, it was, uh, fr- you know, kind of fresh out of college feeling, um, young and feeling cool. And, uh, though you're not, but it's all just a projection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I have that forever syndrome, you know, that like forever, like I don't sit at a lunch table at, at yeah. school. You know what I mean? Like I find a place in a corner and I, because I can't sit with the cool kids. What are you talking about? Isn't uh, it stupid how like the, I was thinking about this with my therapist the other day. <laughs> oh, of, bragging. Uh, <laughs> of, Men like, will it's, literally it's, talk to their friends instead <laughs> of, okay. It will, it, like, it, it seems weak in my brain that I'm like, I can't believe I'm letting whatever happened in child, like th- whatever small oh events God, right? and they, ha- they have Dude. to have these big ripple effects throughout my life. Are you kidding me? I can't get over this. What are you talking about? Dude, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's You'd fucking crazy. Do more to keep the, the kids at that age a bit more protected or insulated because man, those things really do have, yeah. Goddamn lasting, yeah. devastating consequences. Yeah. yeah, or figure out a process in which to work through it, you know, a little sooner than, holy shit, I'm 38 and have a drinking problem. Like, <laughs> like it's just, right. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I walked out, I took a walk, you know, when I used to live in Glendale, I used to walk around the neighborhood all the time. And just one night I walked, I was walking and I got, and this is so, this, I feel right like you said, weak. I feel so weak, even just admitting this. And that's a big part of the fucking problem. But like, yeah. I was terrified walking at night around my Glendale neighborhood. <laughs> and it wasn't like, I stopped to think about it. 
like to be like, what is the, tr-? and it, and it, you know what it was, was it was an incident from when I was uh, 11 years old, possibly even 10, uh, where I, you know, I was chased down by a bunch of dudes in my neighborhood in, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And, and because it was the same kind of night, it was a nice summer night. It was like a little cool, but you know, warm, but like, and it was just that same, like, you know, magic hour. And I, and it just like, it brought all the back. And I'm like, what really? I am this. And this wasn't that long ago. You know what I mean? This was, I was probably 36. I think I had quit drinking by this point. I was 36 mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm 36. This happened 27 years ago. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm doing the math wrong, obviously 21 years ago, at least. Sure. And, and it was like, this is, this is, you know, this is still bothering. I know it, it's, it's a frustrating thing of, of being like, all, like it should, it, 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 it should feel flat. I would, I would rather that everything is more flat of like each experience in life has its is equally weighted rather than it seeming like, okay, everything that really mattered to you happened by the time you were 12 yeah. or 13 or 14. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. else no is just an input. echo of that. Yeah. <laughs> no after that, input. you're this just, you're, yep, exactly. You're just on a loop after that. You're just, you're just repeating the same things with different people. Uh, but basically those middle school lunches where you're like, well, this won't matter later. Nope. Actually it's the opposite. Nothing will matter later. The only thing will matter is the yeah. middle school lunches. Oh yeah. God. Oh Jesus. Oh shit. Right. I can't watch the movie. I was, the movie eighth grade really fucked with me. I'm telling you, but yeah, I watch, you know, if you know me, I'm a horror guy. I love like splatter films. I can watch whatever you put on eighth grade and I'm like, uh, my survival circuit toggle breaks. I yeah. can't like, I just freeze. Uh, because I mean, middle school lunch, is there a phrase in the English language, more trauma, <laughs> like more triggering <laughs> Than middle, middle school, school lunches, one. like pure. It doesn't matter what your experience was. I say yeah. those words to you, and you go someplace else. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's true. That is yeah. God damn. How do you feel? Like so, you and Taylor mo- are no longer in Los Angeles, right? No, 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 no. Uh, we are we are out of the the the, the fire. Back into the frying pan? I don't know. How does how does that feel? It's been because it's been a little while. Do you feel like um, you kind of mentioned that like it's? Yeah, I don't know. Does it feel like a new chapter? Is it? Is do you feel like you're in exile? Does it feel like <laughs> that's something? Do you know what I mean? Like which? Yeah. Do you feel like a longing for it, or is it more like a? Or I guess it also doesn't matter now. Like now, it doesn't matter where anybody is. Yeah. No. Now we're all the same. We're all the same shade of fucked. Uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say it like that. We're fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, it does feel a little bit like I'm in exile simply because of the weather. Like that's it. That's the whole, like it's, it's very Russian where I am right now. <laughs> like it is, it is, I think literally two degrees outside at the moment. Um, we, and we've had a pretty mild winter, but it's, uh, it's, it's picking up. Uh, where are you at now? Do you want to say, or do you want to keep it a secret? Oh no, it's fine. I'll say I'm in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in Minneapolis, that where, Minnesota. Wh- and why? Because so that that wasn't part. Of, is that where Taylor's got roots? No, no. Um, I, I have a friend here, uh, and I've been visiting this city for a while. Like, uh, 
once a year or every other year at least for I don't know a long time since maybe 2012 I think might have been when I started coming out here every so often but uh why Minneapolis of all I mean I've been to Minneapolis once and it was great uh but why Minneapolis as opposed to anywhere else uh honestly it's just it's it's my like one of my best friends lives here my best friend basically yeah lives here and uh I would come visit him and you know I started I fell in kind of doing comedy here when I would visit uh for gotcha. a while uh, it was a great town for that. Of course, not happening now. You know, that has nothing to do with why I moved here <laughs> eventually. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I wanted to be back in the Midwest, and it's a great city. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Taylor's, Taylor's got uh, grad school here now. Uh, so, and it was basically like the school that was offering the program that she really wanted to be mm. involved in. Um, I'm thinking of doing grad school. Uh, what is she going to grad school for? Uh, it's, uh, it's called arts and creative leadership. Okay. But, uh, it's, uh, it's like nonprofits, museums, uh, okay. stuff like that. Um, and she's kicking ass at it, of course. Like, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, it's, I tell you right now, I'm like, I, I, I want to be in LA because <laughs> it's just so fucking cold here. Uh, but I also the only time glad- I visited Minneapolis was also about this time of year. Uh, oh, it's and not a, not it a great was, time to do it. No, it wasn't. But it was still fun because it's a fun city, and it was a it was like a Christmas gift from Ashland that she only sort of thought out. She was like, "Oh yeah, we'll go to Minneapolis. We'll see the city. We'll go see uh, the Paisley Park, the the Prince not, House, yeah, and, yeah. and we'll have a time." And we'll just go now. And then later on, it was like, you, you picked now because the tickets were cheaper. That's why. <laughs> that's why now that's why we didn't go in June. And she's like, whoopsies. Yeah. But it well, was fine. No one's coming out here at that time of year, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a great town. That's the, that's the other thing that sucks about it is that like, I can't really experience this place. You know, we've lived here for, I think half a year now. Uh, I think I've lost we moved track here. of time. I didn't know if it was six months or two years. I, I've I, lost all. Track of time. <laughs> yeah, right. It feels it feels it feels like a day, but also forty years. Yeah, I I yeah. It's been like six months now that we've lived here, but I don't know the city any better because I can't Speaking of do anything. Four years. Uh, I was talking with uh, our friend Mike Nissen, and I think we spent the twenty sixteen oh. election together. Uh, didn't okay, we, yeah. That so that's yeah. You and I have a few like. Uh, significant moments together. Uh, yeah, we've 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 crossed paths at some at some. At, at, we've had some some deep crossroads. Yeah, like it's kind of it's interesting because like I'll I'll never forget the people that I was hanging out with on nine eleven. Right, like ev- like. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Oh like nev- that's never and like I don't talk to most of those people anymore. Yeah. But I still like that. You know, they're always it's. I mean, maybe it's on theme right now with the how deeply the trauma can become and, and you know, uh, how, how deep the seed is planted in you when, when you're in a traumatic event, like you, you are transported there. But, yeah, you know, I, this is I don't know if this is OK. We are we are we are both uh, ramblers. Uh, <laughs> I am definitely rambling. But no, it's yeah, good. the, the 20 the 2016 election, like. It was you and Eloise 
Yeah. Uh, at uh, at um, that awful bar, Public House. Public House, yeah. Uh, in the back, which man, that, and I, I had, I was not drinking. Oh yeah, time. I had been. I fell back I into been, smoking because of that. I was yes, like, I'm gonna I, buy a pack of cigarettes, and then I like smoked the whole pack that night. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember because uh, you were yeah. you were like, well, I was like, I, I can't remember if I was if I knew you had quit or or what, but you were you were definitely like back on that night. Um, yeah, that so, was, as as was I. Like, uh, but I, I I don't know. It's just so I I spent so many. You know, nights and Sunday afternoons on that back patio at at Public House. Yeah, and but the one that's going to stick with me forever is you know November what eighth, ninth, twenty sixteen, something or I don't know what day it was. I don't know. It was. But yeah, I, I, no, it was like a, it was less than a week after the Cubs won the World Series, which I was in Minneapolis for. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I had just flown back from LA from Minneapolis to LA like. I think two days before the election. That's a whiplash. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, going from oh my god, the Cubs won the World Series to, well, this makes sense. You're uh, a, and wait, did, uh, you you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, because I, I, I the other thing of like me having a hard time placing where you're from too is I I sometimes mistake you for being a Chicago guy. But it might just be the mustache because of my sport. Well, it's it's because of the mustache, and I think my sports allegiances. Like I, uh, I, and I, I would get that a lot. I've also like I've lived a lot of places, so it's, I don't know, it's hard to pin stuff down. But I would have like comics in L.A. You know what I mean? That would be like, you know, introduce me on a show like I'm from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, like, I've never lived in Chicago in my life. Uh, I did live. Like everybody who's from the Midwest, people just assume Chicago. Yeah, I've gotten the Chicago assumption from people. Oh yeah, just my I can, voice. I believe. It. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I I lived in um, Eastern Iowa, so like the closest major city was Chicago. So you know, there you go. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't. But I thought you were from Buffalo. I am. Yeah, I'm okay. from Buffalo. Okay. Um, and but grew up in Ohio. That's and, right. Okay. I was like, I knew you had an Ohio connection. Yeah, I I grew up in Ohio, thinking that Buffalo was like this crown jewel city because that was like my experience with a city culture, and I was growing up in like cornfields. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, nowhere where everybody knew each other and everybody's family had been there for a while. A lot of uh, German last name descendant mm-hmm. sort of kind of people and then uh and then buffalo at least was like more melty pot uh and so that always just seemed really exciting and also had like yeah. a i guess maybe a, a stronger identity or at least that's the identity that was being imprinted on me from my parents i kind of you know i had sort of a similar experience uh yeah. well yeah i i well, I, I was born in iowa in uh cedar rapids iowa which is the second largest city in the state but but it's right. still the second largest city in Iowa. So it's not, you know, it's not a bustling metropolis. There's not a lot of, you know, stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, whatever. Um, and then we went to, we moved to New Jersey. And in New Jersey, we lived in a suburb of Philly. So we're still like, you know, we were in the suburbs. But also like my best friend was from India. Uh, and like, 
I was, you know, my school wasn't all white people. Like my first day in kindergarten, I think it was kindergarten. There was a kid who, and I don't remember, I only remember this anecdotally through like my mother telling me this, who was um, Japanese, but he was from Colombia. And uh, when I got home from school, my mom asked me how school was. And I said, oh, it's great. There's a kid from Mars in my class. Uh, because I've ju- that was just such a foreign experience <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. my ADD brain connected some dots that weren't there. And, uh, but then we moved from that back to Iowa. And I'm like, I was just in, like, I've been to Philly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I've eaten, mm-hmm. I've, I went to go see the Eagles play the Broncos. And now I'm in, like, there's literally a cornfield in my backyard. Yeah. My high school was surrounded by cornfields and it was 99.9% white. The entire school It was a small school. And it yeah. was like, I, I didn't meet people of color until I had befriend like anybody who wasn't white until college, really just because there was no, and it's, it's so straight. Like I am, I, I mean, I don't keep up with a lot of people that I went to high school with only a, a couple. Do I occasionally talk to on, even just fa- you know, maybe even just Facebook, which I use incredibly sporadically now. Um, but it, it it's almost like, uh, yeah, I don't know the the way that uh, it's not surprising to me the way that Ohio has become more and more red because, yeah. like, as a kid, I just sort of I didn't understand it through the lens of race because literally, how could I? There was no. But now I can I can see that a bit clearer, and I think maybe part of that was the the desire to get out was just because it was seeming it was an oppressive sort of monoculture yeah. kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't you know. you grow up in a place that's like you know yeah homogenous. Yeah. In this way, like you don't. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that my mom was not like the other moms where I grew up, you know, I, I don't know. She was, she why was, was she different? Well, she worked, she was a, she was the breadwinner, you know, like, I mean, both, both my parents worked, but she was the one with the career. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was the eighties. So like that was beginning to become a thing, but it wasn't like, you know, you went to the coast and it was a thing. Where, yeah, where it was we only were, it was only known as like a joke through movies like Mr. Mom. It wasn't like a practical reality yeah. that you saw often. Yeah, not and at not least in not the in, Midwest. Not know? in the Midwest, yeah. Not in Reagan's Midwest. Yeah. And uh it was just like you know, she she was she was kind of I I could maybe probably considered a ball buster in her in her industry and in, at her place of work. This is a very male dominated field. And, um, but she was, you know, she was very smart and very, and I I don't know if that had anything to do with it or it was just that I had lived in a bigger city uh, or what. I think, I think that has an effect. I I, I think you're onto something there. I mean, I think, I think those things that like erode at the base of the sort of lie of things of like, it's gotta be the rate, the, the sort of man's the breadwinner. Uh, white people are good and everybody else is a criminal every, mm-hmm. and you need to have the two cars and the white picket fit. They, this sort of suburban 
vision of America. The, mm-hmm. the little towns are the, the prize jewel of everything. The, <clears throat> so when you see things that not only erode at that, but also kind of get you questioning things, I think that has a sort of yeah. cumulative effect. Yeah. Well, it gets you questioning things and it's like, you know, it's at least in my in my case, it's you know, as far as my mom was concerned, and my dad was a very anomalous too in a lot of ways. Um, but just like because that's my my home, you know, that's my that's where I'm safe. Yeah, that's the one place that you know where this is the example that I see. Like white culture is a prison. Uh, white culture, if if there is such a thing, I mean, there is a such thing as white culture, and it's well, a giant. It's, prison. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is a giant private Natch prison. Uh, <laughs> um, it's yeah. It's no. It's yeah. But I just as I got older, started to like, you know, I I was already weird when I got there, and I didn't have friends. Like I, I'm the new kid in school, even though I had lived there before, and like mm, you know these kids, I'm, I'm it's second grade, you know, halfway through the year or whatever. So the kids are like, what? And I have AD, ADD. At which had been undiagnosed at the time. Sure. Uh, and eventually they diagnosed me, which is actually, that's a crazy thing. Iowa used to be, their public education system at least, was like super fucking awesome and ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. And they, they were- You've been on ADD medication for as long as anybody I know. Like you 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 got Adderall pretty early yeah. on in your life, yeah. like, right? Uh, like, like 10, 13 or something? Seven. Seven. Seven wow. years old. Yeah, I started on, on Adderall or, on, well, it was Ritalin. But I started on ADHD meds when I was seven. So, you know, I am the example that like a lot of people point to to be like, nah, he's just hyperactive. He's too, he's too young to put those kids on pills. But like, fuck you. Uh, I needed them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I get there. And I'm already like the weird kid and whatever. And I just I don't feel like I have a place to belong. So already there's this sort of if not isolated, if not adversarial, at least isolated condition that I felt I was in or alienated. And, and then, you know, as I got older, I just more and more would be like, well, I don't like this. You know, I, I'm not into, I, I don't believe in God anymore. Boom. Cross that one off the list. Uh, I don't want to get married and have kids cross that off the list. I don't want to work for this company. I don't want to work for one of the four companies in town. Cross that off the list. Uh, what sent you to LA? Um, God, I don't know. I was living at that point. I was living in Denver and uh, I was working in an office uh, building uh, and <clears throat> I just didn't like it. <laughs> and I, yeah. a friend and I uh, had been trying to make a film, uh, a short film so that we could try to get, uh, you know, perhaps some attention, maybe some resources, connections to make a feature film that we had written. And it just kind of like fell apart. And then I wasn't happy at my job. And I had friends in LA that were like, Hey, come on out to LA. It's, it's great. And, and, um, and it was just kind of like, well, if we want to, if we want to do this, we should be out there, you know, cause we were, we to film school and it was, this is what we want to do. Oh, you did go to film school. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Uh, to I a see- college that no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. Well. So now you can you can say you had a 4.0 GPA the whole way and who can yeah, yeah right <laughs> uh, I that's gotcha okay that makes some sense and, and and especially like if you went to film school then that kind of that's you're sort of that seed is planted for years then before yeah. you actually do it 
Well, yeah, but I was also one of the guys that, like, I was one of the people that, like, every time somebody from my college moved to L.A., I was like, what are you doing? Stop. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, we need this. We went to a weird-ass fucking art film school. Like, we're not that. Like, let's go, let's go to our, back to our hometowns or, like, other cities and, like, try to start something there. Like, let's not feed the machine, man. Uh, I was one of those assholes. Um, but then, you know, everybody was out there. So it was like, well, shit, I guess I got to go. How you doing, uh, lately with the, uh, mental health side of things? (laughs) I had had a, uh, I was, I mean, thinking about the medication stuff of like, uh, I had a, I mean, it's today was a, a day where I could definitely feel the depression enveloping me like a big old cloak, big old Tanuki suit. Um, even despite the the medications and the the therapy, yeah. still just will happen. So you know, I, I noticed. Well, what did you do? I get my sleeping schedule. That's I think yeah. it's really directly connected to when I stay up all night. I feel like shit the rest of the day, yeah. uh, the next day, and yeah. it's I keep treating it like a mystery. Like why? Yeah. Why do I feel so off today? Is it possibly because you treated your body like absolute shit? Yeah. No. I don't think that's it. No, come on. Come on. Come on. There's no science to back that up. <laughs> I, um, is it better or worse for your, for the mental health side of things being in a place where, because I wonder, like, well, I don't know. Yeah, you tell me. I mean, I sometimes with LA, it, it feels like worse being that it's sunshine and the outside doesn't match the interior mood. But then again, I don't know because I don't remember acknowledging at least my depression when I was in places with snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like that. It's like that. It's like pathetic fallacy, like the literary technique, you know, where it's like, Oh, the weather is reflecting my mood. So it's really the weather's fault. Like it's, that's what I mean. Like sometimes it's sort of nice to have the seasons and the, and the dark weather because you get to kind of just like blame it on that. Of like, well, why do I feel so low today? Well, look outside. What, how else am I supposed to feel? Yeah. I don't know. It's well, we have had kind of a mild winter, but I, I will say this. I, (laughs) I think it's good for me to be in a place that reminds me I'm going to die (laughs) because if there's one thing, Los Angeles is really good at it's pretending no one dies <laughs> and it's trying to pretend like trying to get you to pretend along that like, yeah, no, we're going to live forever. There's no seasons. What, what the ravages yeah. of time? Never heard of it. Uh, it's, it really messes with your mind. In addition to just getting older and time becoming more loose. I find that it's really tricky for me when I like search back through my memories of what happened when, yeah. I mean, even just like what year we met, it's like, was that 2010 or 2013 yeah. or 2014? Yeah. Because I've there's no like, seasons. Like you don't have, no a, you don't have an instant bookmark for it, you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, but I think as, and as you get older, but you're in a town where everyone is trying to pretend to be like 30 years younger than they actually are or 20 years younger than they actually are at the very least 10 years younger than they actually are. And like it, it, like, you know, you turn a certain age and everyone fucking forgets you, you know, like it's, uh, it's, that's what that place is. But at the same time, it's like, no, you're immortal. We're all forever. And I come to Minnesota and it's like, fuck, I, I need to pick out a coffin or something at some point. Like, (laughs) 
Uh, it really is like, yeah, no, things, things progress, things decay, things are born again, you know, like, and yeah, it's helpful for, you know, the memory. I can be like, Hey, when did I get COVID? Oh, it was halfway through December. Cause it was snowing. You got COVID. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I didn't mean it to be like a, yeah. Or when I did know. I, or if I did know, I've, I forgot. Or yeah, I, I didn't like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like announce it. You know, I, I felt weird. <laughs> like I didn't want to make one of those public announcements about it because one, yeah. I'm not a public figure who mm-hmm. cares. And yeah. two, like, I don't need it. I don't need like, I don't need the guy I've known for nine years. Who's like, I've picked up from the airport, but never booked me on his show to like comment on Facebook with, Oh man, hope you pull through. You know what I mean? Like I don't need, or, or the opposite. I don't need nobody saying anything. to me. Sure. How, how was, how, how, I mean, you seem like you're, are you doing, so you got it in December? Yeah. Mid, mid December. I'm, I'm fine now. I'm, you know, how was the experience of it for you? Did you, uh, cause my mom, my mom got it and it was pretty worrisome for a minute there. And I was really panicking about it because she's in Ohio and I'm here and it's like, what do I, and she's living alone. So it was like, ah, shit, what do I do? How do I, how do I help this situation? And, and, uh, that was like a, that was so rough, man. That was a terrifying thing she's doing, but she bounced back. She, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it like, a a case of like it was like a bad bad flu sort of thing yeah. or was it yeah, yeah. it was very I mean, it was i had a very mild case it still sucked it was still like you know there was like a full week where i you know i had like the worst fucking headache all day and night and you know breathing problems and you know tightness in the child the stuff where it's like i should i go to the hospital or am i okay you know um but i never lost my sense of taste and smell which i'm thankful for and it never, like, I'd never got, I'd never had emergency room level stuff. Like, it was scary for a couple of days. And then for the rest of it, it just really sucked. It was, I couldn't stay awake and my head hurt. Gotcha. Uh, and I was coughing all the time. But my mom kept be, kept downplaying it. And the th- but she was like, yeah, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Yeah, I can't taste or smell and I pretty much can't get out of bed, but it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a very American virus in a way, like, cause it is like, it is, it is one of and especially like as a Midwestern American virus, you know, where it's like the, the Midwestern, you know, ah, I can't complain, you know, yeah. well, I could, but who'd listen, you know, like it's that, it's that like somebody else has got it worse, you know? That's why it doesn't surprise me to see so many, I wonder, are you seeing Matt? There's still a lot of maskless people that I see in LA and in, in a way, it doesn't surprise me because of sort of just that mentality of like, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, eh, it's fine. Yeah, well, I think the also LA. Is yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing is it's like who? I mean, maybe that's part of the psychology of the virus. I don't, I don't know. I just because it is that like I kept being like, ah, should I go to the hospital? Probably not. I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to bother anybody. Uh, yeah. Like I'm mostly just tired. I'm just sleeping all day, you know, but there is that also like, Oh, I could, this could get real bad out of nowhere and kill me. Yeah. Um, Maybe I have COVID. Maybe I, that's what I'm going to blame my, my listlessness and restlessness or my tiredness on today. I mean, I probably just got COVID. It's fine though. Yeah. I, I mean, have you been, do you have a checklist? You know, do you have a, well, like a, 
have I blank today when you're feeling that way? Because I I have to have this. You know, I mean, it's it's not a physical checklist anymore. It's just mental. It's like a it's like a it's a a list of things where if I'm feeling because I I we've talked about this plenty of times, you and me. Uh, I'm also a member of uh, the depressed community. And, uh, you know, I have my mental health stuff. We have very, I think, again, we have very similar, you know, mental health stuff, the ADHD, the, the anxiety, depression. And um, I have not been on my SSRIs uh, uh, for like uh, a year. Um, just white knuckling it. I yeah. uh, And it's not, I didn't choose that. It's what happened when I lost my insurance. Yeah. Um, and now I'm in a place where I have it again and I can get it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I keep meaning to do it. Uh, I keep meaning to like schedule that stuff. Um, but that's where the ADD is a, is a problem. It's also such a huge pain in the ass. It, it it's really just is. A, it's such a sincere like nightmare to just, just all of it, all of the, the steps of it and, and yeah. Well, and, yeah. and there's no guarantee that when you get somebody that they're going to be helpful. Like I, I remember my psychiatrist in LA doesn't like, I don't know if I should say this, but like, didn't believe I had ADHD. Like tried to I tell me that the problem wasn't ADHD. It was society. And I'm like, but you're a fucking psychiatrist, not a social worker. <laughs> like you're not, what are you, you going to fix me or society? Like, right me the thing and he would i mean he did write me the prescriptions i asked for but it was just also like i don't want to go into an office where the guy who's like supposed to be helping me Mm -hmm. is like i don't really believe in the thing you say you have yeah Uh, so there's always that yeah i there's a I, i have a lot of mixed feelings on psychiatry although i feel hesitant to ever like express them because then I, I feel like I need to like immediately be like, I'm not a not Scientologist. A, uh, <laughs> not a Scientologist. I believe in medicine. I do believe that these things, are, but also, but like all of my experiences with psychiatrists is, is kind of me prescribing myself. And then they'll be like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, just, just write the thing. It's like, it's more like I'm like talking to a seven 11 clerk about like, well, I hear Marlboro's are good, but I hear Camo's are good too. <laughs> so you know, like, look, just make up your mind, whichever one you want. Uh, and they're like, well, I think maybe this one will be good for you. Now I'm on like this. I'm on the cocktail of got that got the SSRI on a mood stabilizer yeah. and also ADHD meds and yeah, those three, which seems it feels like too much. But then I don't know when I when I went off when I tried to go off of it when I tried to be like you know I don't I don't know if I I got into like a good place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I don't need this. I think I just need to just kind of maintain exercise and just maintain this stuff. And then really, really bottomed out without it. But are you, do you also do therapy? Uh, I mean, I was. I'm not right now. It's another one of those things where it's like one of these days I am – because I do have some Adderall left. This is the thing. I have been – I did end up having a good psychiatrist experience right before I left L.A., where uh, I had new insurance for like a week and um, did the teledoc thing, you know, yeah. the, the, the Zoom, Skype, whatever call with a psychiatrist. And she was so great and so helpful. 
And she did prescribe me meds, but she was like, okay, I'm going to prescribe you this, the SSRI you were on, but I do not recommend taking it until you can get a regular thing going, you know, because you don't want to put yourself in the position again of taking it regularly and then going cold Turkey again, because I tell you, I did that once last year and it was not a treat. Yeah. Uh, going cold Turkey off an SSRI after years of being on it, I, not a good call. Don't do not recommend. Me. That's what that's what that's what happened to me in twenty. It was that was a it was a bleak bleak oh, basement. God, I bet. Yeah. Because you you uh, also you know I, I I don't know, but so I did have that good experience, uh, and I and I did have some Adderall you know left that I've been you know kind of squirreled away for the winter you know because I knew. When I got my prescription back that I wasn't going to get it again and that I only had this one prescription and I had to make it last. Uh, so I'm using it for like, you know, not the way I should be, uh, admittedly, but it's, you know, the way I can, the way I have to right now, which is when I have stuff that needs to get done and I have to really be able to buckle down. That's when I take it. Um, and I'm going to do that one of these days. I'm going to sit down and take one, sit down and fucking, you know, schedule all these appointments I need to schedule and, and start doing it. Uh, cause I need to get back on the SSRI cause it's not, it has not been fun without it. Uh, but how about your partner, Taylor? Does she, is she on uh, meds or stuff? Does she struggle with, uh, mental health no, stuff or no, is she no. a stable? Well, I mean, she's a stable normal. She's a stable. I mean, I think, you know, we all as people, especially now, are yeah. having mental health struggles and, and crises pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, you know, just in that sense, but you know, not, you know, not, not, not the, not the classical way. No, nah, not, uh, not as bad as, uh, the you and the me's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, and not to be dismissive about it in any way, but like I, no, I, yeah. I mean, look, I, if I, if I, if I did not need the medication, I, I wouldn't, want to do it like yeah. i i and i don't oh, yeah, I, no. and that's where i struggle with like do i need like dude i yeah with like adhd have you have you tried ever going off for a while oh, and then I've, found like oh no i definitely need this i've been off i've been off meds I've, for extended periods of time i've been on different meds i've tried different meds i've tried different combinations of meds uh i i was i went a full 10 years oh wow uh without it one point um, which not great. Not, a, it was not a good call. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, who knows though? In some ways it probably was a good call. Uh, I don't know. I, I do know that I, that I, if I am to function in the way I am expected to function in this society, yeah, you know, in a way that it makes it a little easier for, you know, the depression and the anxiety, I need yeah. to be on ADHD medication. Uh, that's, that's what I kind of resolved for myself too. Yeah. Of like, I I don't know if I like if my body truly needs this or if I just need this to be able to function in the way that I'm expected to function. Yeah, and and like we could, you know, we, there's a whole we could do a whole fucking another hour on this alone, right? Like, because it's let's do it. There's just so many different. I'm down, you know. <laughs> But there's so many different things when it comes to, you know, meds, what kind of meds, what combinations of meds, like, do I, you know, you struggle with that, that do I need this or, yeah. or, or is it a problem? 
You know, well, it's frustrating because they they similar with like the open mic stuff. They don't necessarily know. Like there, it's, right. it's there's a there's a lot of guesswork on their it's, end, and there's a lot of like you having to experiment with yourself. Of, yeah. Well, I'm like this when I'm on it, but I'm also but then I'm like this when I'm off of it. So I guess I'm I definitely need it. Or is this like a or am I changed because I took it before? And now when I'm off of it, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you get in. That's the other thing, too, is it's because it's it's guesswork with, you know, loose standards and loose parameters, but also like, you know, uh, lots of different people with yeah. different personalities and personality types and different <clears throat> histories. And it's right. And, it, and there are some huge implications involved. You know, there are some there could be some dangerous consequences. And so it's it's. Yeah. But yeah. Like you said, it's, and I'm always like, like, what, that, like that what idea. Is the- Sorry, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, what you were just voicing now—that idea of like, what is my genuine self? Right. Like, what That's is what the what is, is the like, legitimate what is me, me? And what is what's me? And what's the medication? How do I know if this is a me problem or if this is a medication problem? How do I know if this is like a choice that I'm making or if it's like a chemical imbalance kind of thing? And and how do how do we know? And they're like, <sighs> look, do you want the meds or? No? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want the Do you want the pill that makes you get a paycheck? Yeah, um, exactly. Like do you want to be able to like get engaged in your work or do you want to just uh, really stay in bed all day? Yeah. Well, do you want to, no. do you want to daydream until you are ashes? Um, <laughs> and the answer wait. is of course. Yes. So Why not? Yeah, it doesn't sound so bad. Why wouldn't I? But how do I have that without, you know, uh, starving to death or whatever? Like it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, these are questions. This is the thing that this is the motherfucker of it to me is that it's just so exhausting to think about how these are questions I'm never going to have like firm, solid, immutable answers to. Yeah. Like these are questions I'm always going to be asking. Uh, And it's a never ending process and that's, what's exhausting about it. But also, um, you know, that's why I got to You got to do the other work too. You got to have the, like, like my checklists that I have, my, my, you know, if I, I had a right as I imagine, you know, the day I had, like, was it three days ago is similar to the day you had today where it was a lot of like, I can't do anything. I'm worthless. I don't know how to do anything. It's always going to be this way. I'm a burden on the people that love me. I am, you know, like I can't, I don't have any energy. I don't trust anyone, but I also feel dejected. Uh, yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever the, just the, the overwhelmingness of it, the, like the, hey, you, the you hit the nail on the head. Those were, those are pretty much all my thoughts all day. Yeah. And, and when I am having that, I have to run through the checklist and the checklist is usually like, okay, well, mm. all right. What did I eat? Have I eaten today? Mm. Yeah. Um, if I eat, if I ate, what did I eat? <laughs> like, yeah. Can I have something that's better than that for me? Or have I been drinking water today? Yeah, um, when was the last time I took a shower? Have I, <laughs> have I gone for a walk today? Have I, and, the, and it's just this checklist where if the answer is no, I just do that thing. And so that's, what's in front of me, you know? And then at the end of the day, like, even if I, and this is what happened the other day was even at the end of the day, I f- still felt like fucking garbage. Like I still felt like I was being crushed by the day and by the world. And, but then I was able to be like, well, the day's over now though. <laughs> like, you it's know, I, I did these things. I, 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 I drank some water. I did the dishes. I made the bed. 
I did a couple chores. I edited a thing. I, you know, I, I just kept one thing in front of me all day until, Hey, guess what? I did stuff. And so I feel a little less shitty about myself. I'm still depressed. Yeah. But I at least have these things I could say, okay, I did that. And now it's bedtime anyway. And it's, it's might sound Sisyphean or something, but like, you know, it helps a little bit. It helps a lot. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm taking this to heart. I mean, that's, that's, that's like, yeah, I, I think I neglected my checklist today, essentially. And, uh, that is a good, I, I, that's a good explanation. And it's something that I, I can, I can, there's too much. Yeah. It's practically the end. It's the end of the day now. So can try again tomorrow. I can't believe an hour and eight minutes and (laughs) 17 seconds have passed. I feel like we kind of just started. So we'll do this. We should, I, I feel like I we do, should wrap up. I do want to, yeah, ahead. I do want to say, you know, I'm sorry you had a, a rough day because I, 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 no, I believe me, I feel you. I just hope you're not beating yourself up about it. Um, cause that's the other thing, right. Is the like, uh, how, what, what have I done to make myself feel this way? Like, I, I hope you're not doing that. And, and yeah, sleep. I, I feel you too on the sleep thing. It's a motherfucker. I don't think anyone's sleeping right, right now. Uh, yeah. I get maybe two days, uh, every two weeks where I feel like I got the right amount of sleep at the right time. And I'm okay. You're right too about the, the thing of like, it, it does compound itself by like being angry at yourself for being depressed. Like that doesn't yeah. help anything, but no. I definitely do that. Yeah. Of you, like, Oh, you're depressed for what you fucking baby. Yeah, oh right. my God. Like you didn't, you, 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 there's nothing to even be sad about, <laughs> which is so stupid. What which is, is so stupid because thought. there's so much to be sad about. There's so much. There's no endless amount of things yeah. to be sad about. Like, yeah. But um, I, I will say, I want to say too, that like I, so that day that I finally talked to you, right. Was, uh, not like I built this up. Like it's a, and anyway, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. We were at the Hollywood Hotel, and you, what happened was, uh, I very remember, clearly remember this, you were reading the book Super Gods uh, by Grant Morrison. Oh, yeah. And I was into that. You know, like I was a, I'm a Grant Morrison fan. So I was just like, oh, hey, how is that? I've been meaning to read it. And you, and you were immediately like, oh, this is great. you got to check it out. And we started talking. It was like that simple. But I had had this... You know what I mean? Like I had this thing in my head of like, uh, nobody likes me. I can't, I can't talk to this guy or that guy or this person or that. Like, I can't, like, I, I I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, I like you felt, you felt sort of seen a little bit. Yeah. 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 And I feel like you felt seen and I feel like, and we became friends. And like, since then, you know, we've had each other on each other's shows. We've, you know, we've texted about football we we yeah, watched friends. we watched the 2016 election together. <laughs> we're legit friends, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, uh, and I. Do you I, feel better or worse having spent the last hour with me rambling and bambling? Better. I feel. Are you kidding? I feel so much better. All right, I feel better too. I yeah. think that's good. Do you think? All right, let me ask you for your consent too before we uh, wrap up, and let's do this again because this is the whole point of the pod is to just try to put this is one thing in the checklist that I feel like i'm like i can i can make an hour each day to just talk and listen for a little while to somebody that's not my partner yeah which is i mean there's a whole other thing to talk about too of like it's it's uh it is obviously great 
and it's a huge advantage to not be, it's worse to live alone, I'm sure, but it's also difficult with a partner because ultimately it doesn't matter. No matter what, we're all alone inside our brains that only, Uh, only we can be in our own body and our own experiences and remember the lunchroom of middle school. Like we, that's, that's, that's an immutable truth. Yeah. We're together in the aloneness. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that a lot lately. Like I, you know, I, I love my partner and I, and this would be so much more. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I might not be alive without it. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel the same. There's a really good chance I wouldn't still be here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's important. Um, but there is also that, you know, sometimes where it's like, you know, you have that realization of like, oh no, I'm still alone. Right. Um, and you're not really, I mean, you are, but you're not like. You are, but you're not exactly like we all are. Every, yeah. every person is trapped in their own skull. Yeah. No person gets to have more than one person in their own skull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I we're, think. we're all in that cafeteria, but we're all holding our own trays. I don't know if that means anything, but it yeah. sounded good. No, it sounds good. Um, this is yeah. fun. Yeah, this was fun, and you do. Yeah, like. Yeah. Do you feel, how do you feel about releasing this? We don't have to. This I'm was, fi- no, this I'm was fine enjoyable with it. on its own merits. I'm fine with it. I don't know if you're able to edit anything. I choose not to, and I'm saying that because <laughs> listening back to the sound of my own voice is painful. And if I start cutting things, then I what? But what would no, you? No, cut? I got you. I got you. I understand. Well, just um, I don't know. I feel weird. This is going to sound weird, right? Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Because I didn't – normally after – do you get this where you do a podcast where immediately afterwards you're like, oh, God, did I say anything stupid? Yes. And then, you think, and then you think about it for like the next three months. But you didn't. You didn't say anything – No, I, would, I, I, I know. You didn't say anything uh, cancelable or anything like that. I, I No, I know. Uh, I think you, I, you didn't say anything that was outrageously stupid. Also, this is a, this is a podcast of saying stupid things and being boring. I, I bring the boringness <laughs> and the stupidity yeah. and any listener is theoretically on board for both. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not in this, in this instance in particular, I'm like refreshingly unconcerned about having said anything like stupid, offensive or shitty. Uh, I'm more like, did I overshare about my partner? Like I'm, I'm wondering. Oh, I don't think if so. I didn't no, put I, too much very, information. Very, very about few her details. Okay. Okay. Very few details. Cause like, again, uh, it's like, you know, she has her own life. I have my own life. We are together. Uh, we have a shared life as well. Um, but I don't want to, I never want to put anybody else's business out there. Like I, I did that once on a podcast where I, I talked about a good friend of mine. Uh, I was on tour with him once and I talked about his divorce and then, and like his mental state at the time. And I was like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said anything about it. And I, I probably shouldn't be saying it right now either. Uh, but I haven't named him. So it's fine. Was he bothered by it or was it just in your own head that oh, you it was, it was just in it? my own mind. I mean, I haven't, I don't think I heard anything from him about it. Yeah. So, um, I think it's just a, it was in my own head thing, you know, like as most things are. Yeah. No, that's a, that sounds like a depression thing too of, cause I struggle with that too. Like that sounds like, Oh, I'm a burden. And therefore like I need to contain everything and any impacts that anybody else has had on me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to No. You, yeah. You, uh, there was that part where you did give out her birth date and when I jokingly <laughs> gave out my social, you were like, but actually my partner's real social is this. And that part we maybe should edit out, but I'm like wondering if you actually, cause I didn't count the number of numbers you used in your social 
So I'm like wondering if it is actually somebody's social. If uh, somebody's social is really just nine eight seven six five four three two one, God bless them. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. That's right. That's what you did. Is you did the okay? Yeah, I, think I just you uh, I did that. Clear... Yeah, I mean, like, let's face it. If someone was going to steal that identity, they've already done it. They've done it a million times it's to the point easy. where they feel like we got to stop giving out this social. Yeah. This yeah. is just way too easy to guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, Andy, you know what I forgot to do because I'm a fucking dumbass. I forgot to mention at the beginning that it's a uh, talk time that provides the, you know, I just put it in the series description now because I forget half the time that it's a talk time that gives the uh, intro and the outro song. Oh, I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask you about that because that song was great. It's a great song. And this, uh, this song, I think you'll like to, that, that song is called Year of Self. It's a, they have an EP talk time called Year of Self that uh, you can find on Spotify or on their website. And then this one to play us out is colors. If you change your mind at any point you want, and you're like, you know what? On second thought, delete that podcast. No problem. Um, we'll delete the whole I thing. I just think Otherwise, it's amazing. We haven't, we haven't talked about football at all. I know. I, I, I honestly thought the season's over for both of be, us. The season is over. Uh, it was an, ex- we, there was an exciting thing of both the bears and the bills being in the playoffs and, and looking good for a minute, uh, yeah. for a minute, but let's do this again. Let's, yeah, let's put another date on the calendar. Uh, I'm I'm trying to keep up the. I mean, we'll see if I keep doing this daily, at least through social distancing. I think I can kind of keep it up because I'm literally not doing a lot else. So, hey, and well. it's I, I I don't know. I imagine your other guests have told you this too, but like this was great. This was I needed this. Oh, nobody's told me that. Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, I that. needed. I needed this. It was like I haven't been talking to a lot of people as as, as much as I should, and this is a good format it's to hard. do it. You know, and I, I'm trying to push myself and trying to get over that hump of feeling like hearing from me at all is the worst thing that could happen to a person. I'm trying to push myself past that. Oh my god, I um, uh, feel you. I feel you. Let's put another date in the calendar because this was easy. This it, it, an hour blew by, and and yeah, we didn't even talk about. We could spend easily an hour talking about Grant Morrison and football. Um, We'll do it again. Here's the colors to play us out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, doing this daily. So you'll hear again from me tomorrow. And what else can I tell you? I can tell you that this podcast was produced by the eight cats. Prince Milo Moose. Uh, Zeus, peanut butter. Nala, Squeaky Mama, and Shadow. This is Talk Time. The song is called Colors. Their EP, Year of Self. Check it out wherever you get music. Thanks for being here. Oh, and Andy, don't close out the browser when the uh, recording stops, because the recording is going to stop right now. Now.